Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Sneaky Sports Podcast Season 3, Episode number 18 on this Overreaction Monday. We got NFL, the NBA All-Star Weekend concluded yesterday. Um, some say it was good. Some say it was bad. It really all over the place. Um, we got some cuts in the NFL as well. Ryan Fitzpatrick, Fitzmagic, set to retire, which is just crazy news. Um, a whole lot to talk about. So without further ado, let's dive on in. All right, we got starting off with the NFL franchise tag. In my opinion, one of the most intriguing topics to talk about from uh, this past weekend was Justin Simmons. And he got franchise tag for the second year in a row now um, by the Denver Broncos, regarded as one of the best safeties in the NFL. So, guys, what are your thoughts on the franchise tag? Like, should it still be around? Like, how can they change it possibly to make it more fair for these players? Well, the thing is, the NFL is a business. So to me, safety is the least valuable position on the defense end, and running backs the same way on the offense end. I'd have my player play out his rookie contract, and I'd franchise tag him two years in a row and have him play his best years with me, and then I'd let him walk. If I'm trying to win a championship, that's what I would do. Um, well, I'm, I'm, I don't, I'm asking you, if, do you, like, do you, so you think it's like fine as is? Yes, the NFL is a business. It's the way it is. If it's not and we put everything towards the players – then the product on the field is not going to be as good. And teams, you know, you can't pay a safety $20 million a year. Yeah, well, no, I'm not saying that. No, but I'm talking about the long-term extension, right? Like, at least give the guy some, you know, long-term security, I, I think. But why yeah. pay Justin Simmons, who was a special teams player before he started at safety, and now no, is a no, top five safety Frank, in the league? I think, or you do the franchise tag. Like you just abolish a franchise tag, right? So then these teams have to pay you a two-year deal then worth a lot of money then. Like, upload the money up front. Give them, like give him a shit ton of money for the first year. And then like the, the back half of the contract, you get nothing pretty much. I guess, like, but there's no way that they're going to be able to, I just hate the, the franchise, franchise tag though, man. And I want to let uh, graph jump into this because I want to know. Yeah, his I think it's weird that they could just do it two years in a row. And, you know, I think it's less detrimental to safeties because they can play into their thirties, but for running backs, you can, if they're a first round pick, you can have them for five yeah. years, obviously because of the first round extension and then franchise tag them two years and then just, dump them and they have nothing to do for their they have no like long-term safety contract wise so i think being able to uh franchise somebody two years in a row is it's it seems unfair to the players wild yeah right yeah, it's a little as, yeah, the two years is come on even i think in we can way, all agree yeah. even if you want to keep the tag let's like let's do it one year then like the same maybe. player shouldn't be able to be tagged two years because let's ease down with like a two year in a like what you're basically just blocking the person from getting yeah, a long and the player has no control over what they can do yeah, I mean, it's really unfortunate. I mean, yeah, because I, if the player is asking for 15 million, for example, like, let's just say Simmons is asking for 12 to 14 million, probably around his around that range as a safety. I think the safety franchise tag is just over 10 million. So you'd be crazy not to tag him, just tag him. If he doesn't want to sign for the price that you want, you just tag him for 10 million a year and you move on. I feel like, like every safety gets tagged. Too. Of that. Th that's another weird thing where the, um, the franchise tag, it's like, what is it, like a top 10? Top five players, right? And then a lot of players try to argue that they play a different position. Like, for example, right now, I know Leonard Williams is trying to argue that he plays defensive ends. Oh, yeah. A $5 million difference. So there's just so many, like, weird rules and loopholes. And I don't know. I think it needs to be adjusted somehow. You know, because I saw that with Leonard Williams. I think he did that last year, too. He did the same mm -hmm. thing where he tried to argue he's a defensive end. I think they have him listed as like a defensive. I forget who. But interior. There was I guess like, that's what his position, I mean, even though it's a tackle, really, but. They call it DI, defensive interior. Mm -hmm. it's, it's weird, but I, I saw that. That was kind of crazy. Yeah. 
I mean, Leonard Williams should be back, though, regardless, right? He was the best player on the Giants' defense. I agree. Besides Bradbury, oh, yeah, arguably. I if they're going to be willing to pay him as much as he wants, especially with Dalvin Tomlinson and, uh, you know, B.J. Hill, Dexter Lawrence. Well, it looks, well, Tomlinson's also a free agent. It looks like he'd be the odd man out in this situation. Yeah, he might for be. For the Giants. I don't know. You, like, once again, you were saying it about the safety. Like, I would argue that, like, interior defensive line is, like, the second – Least important. I mean, there's so many of them, right? There's so many yeah, good I mean, like defensive 15, linemen. Like 15 guys in there. You can't pay three different defensive linemen like that. If they're not edge rushers, you can't be paying them all 12 to $15 million. Yeah, exactly. All right, so let's move on now to the next topic. Fitzmagic is very likely to retire after a 16-year career. Uh, Fitzmagic has played for eight teams and will still never be able to reach the playoffs. His closest time was with the Jets back in 2016, 10-6. and six. And he choked the last game of the season against his former team, the Buffalo Bills, and threw three interceptions in Windy Buffalo and gave, you know, he all he had to do was win and in, and he gave the, you know, he choked. But this year he was more like a relief pitcher, honestly, for the Dolphins. Guys, Fitzpatrick was one of those journeymen. Um, do you guys, what, what do you guys think about him retiring? Do you think he should have gave it maybe one more go with a contender as a backup or something? Um, I mean, like, what's that going to do? It's kind of sad that he's retiring because, like, he's just such an exciting guy. Everybody loves him, but I don't know. I mean, he is on – what is he, like, 39 years old? I think people – I think so, right? How old he is. You know, maybe physically he just can't handle it anymore, especially a guy like him who gets hit a lot. Well, no, look. Actually, I heard this interview from Colin Coward funny while back. It was like it was literally a month ago during the Super Bowl when, like, they have, like, that media, you know, week where they have pretty much every athlete on. Um, And he had this quote to say. Like, he said that his body – was in the best shape of his life right now. So to me, this comes as a shock. And I, I saw actually CBS Sports put on an Instagram graphic that, you know, the reason why was because of limited interest by other teams. So nobody, so he basically was just kicked out of the league, I guess, because nobody wants him. That that seems like seems that's, crazy that's to me. Bizarre to me, because I don't know, maybe he has experience, but maybe other teams don't view it as good experience and no one really wants to like make him a starter. I don't know. I know. probably can't be a starter anywhere. And that's why well, he I mean, everyone just... knows he can't be a starter, but I mean, can you be a, I mean, maybe he doesn't want to be a backup then, I guess. I think that might be a yeah. conversation because he'll, he'll get a backup role in a, in a, in a quick second. If, mm-hmm. if he were to, you know, want that, but yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh, let's move on. We're moving on to some TV news now. Skip Bayless. Oh my God. Million dollar deal with Fox. Um, now that moves him close to Stephen A. Smith's salary two of the highest paid guys in the business. Um, personally, I don't like Skip as much as I like Stephen A. I think Skip is a little too um, biased. He doesn't like LeBron. I, mean, I don't like LeBron either, but Skip almost, he like allows it to come <laughs> no, out. Dude, look at this tweet, tweet graph. Look at this tweet. So Skip Bayless tweets this morning, right? Look at this. He says, um, it is, I, oh, he tweets so much. It's a mistake. This is, this is oh, what, dude, what is going on with this guy? He tweets so much, but here it is. If beating Kevin Durant had been able to play last night, LeBron would have been in trouble. Now yeah. an undisputed. Like, bro, it's the all-star game. It's not game yeah. seven of the we'll finals. Bro. Later, <laughs> but it was 100% a Mickey Mouse win by LeBron last night. So in that regard, he's right. Yeah, but it's the all-star game. Like, why is he taking it so seriously? Who cares? Because he will do anything in his power to discredit LeBron whenever he can. Yeah. That, that's exactly why. And he, um, he, he hates the Cowboys, too. Um, no, he loves the Cowboys. Oh, he loves the Cowboys. Loves the Cowboys. He loves yeah. the Cowboys, and he he, oh, he he clouds his judgment on that way too much too. He just I feel like with Stephen A, you'll at least get like obviously Stephen A is a hothead too, but I feel like at least you'll get like something with some substance. I don't know. Yeah, and I, I just think the problem at the end of the day. I think the problem with this whole like show, Skip Bayless and like Undisputed, is the topics they come up with are like sickening. 
like they talked about. So this is a topic. What, what would happen if LeBron James was a Dallas Cowboy? Like they actually talk about that on the air. And mm-hmm. it's been it's that it's been happened three times. That's been a segment three times in their show. Um, someone had screenshots of each time that it happened. And to me, that is just ridiculous, man. Listen, this show is entertainment. It's really you're really not yeah. listening to that to get like and, you know what I want to bring up real quick before I let Frank talk is that ESPN reportedly offered Bayless $31 million to pair Stephen A and skip back up, which would have been interesting. I want to know your thoughts, Frank, on that. I saw that. I saw, I see, I think that would be better. I really just really dislike Max Kellerman. He is one of the dumbest human beings out there. I mean, we know what he said about Iguodala and that he would rather have Iguodala than, than Curry or Clay taking the last shot for the Warriors. The guy's just an idiot. He went to Columbia University. You'd think that he'd say some smart things on air. He's a clown. <laughs> Stephen A. carries that show, by the way, by far. And, you know, Stephen A. has done many other things. Uh, he has his own radio show. I think he's actually – they're coming out with something new for Stephen A. It's like well. a night show. No, he's a night show right now. You know that? It's like a night yeah. show on ESPN+. Plus. That's what it is. Yeah, it's yeah I mean, Stephen A. is one of the best in the business. He's also, like you said, Graf, he's, he's a little bit more at ease. He's a hothead, but he, he kind of has some fair grounds as well. Like, he'll, he'll give credit to a team that he doesn't like or a player he doesn't like. But Kellerman's terrible. I think Stephen A. and and, uh, and Skip would have been – could reunite. Because Shannon Sharp is just like – Yo, why do you Shannon Sharp? Yo, what's the problem? He stutters the whole time. You can't even listen to the guy speak. Shannon Sharp isn't great either. He he says a lot of stupid stuff too. I think it'd be interesting if they paired up Kellerman and Shannon Sharp. You'd have one. Oh, no one. Like, that would be like a, a, a wreck. That would just be a wreck. But I refuse to believe Kellerman is as dumb as he comes off, though. I feel like he gets paid to just say some of that. Stupid. Yeah, no, probably. I feel, like the, I feel like the first take producers are better than like the undisputed. Like, whoever comes up with the topics for first takes better than the undisputed people because those undisputed topics are just awful. Like, it's almost makes it unwatchable. I gotta be honest, I don't even watch undisputed. I'll see some highlights on Twitter, but like, yeah, I don't. I mean, no one. I, I'll watch things here and there on like YouTube, but I, if it like comes up on my recommended feed on YouTube, I won't like actually watch a show. Mm-hmm. Well, first take is hard to watch sometimes too, man. It really is. It, it's 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 difficult to follow it sometimes. They have their They're, special guests in there, like Ryan Holland's. Oh man, that guy. Yeah, well, no, I, th- I don't think he like comes on there anymore. I, I think like because like I haven't seen him on in like a year and a half. Mm-hmm. He might have been fired. Hopefully, yeah, he, 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 he was said terrible. so much dumbest shit, man. That was, was horrible. Was he was so bad. Like this, it was like the summer of 2019. It was like that summer where like KD signed with the Nets. It was the NBA free agency summer. Yeah, exactly. That was yeah. so what Ryan Hollins said that everybody gave him shit for. He said the number one player in I think the 2019 draft, maybe it was 2018, was Luka Doncic. And everybody was like, no. Oh, that was the one thing he had. The one thing he, he, he was made. like, no, Luka Doncic. Yeah, I so. saw that clip. That was funny, man. And like some, even a broken clock is right twice a day. Yeah, I saw that's the, that's the top comment I saw. In the, <laughs> like that. that was great, man. All right, yeah. let's. Let's move on to the next topic of the day. We got Carlos Dunlap, who was actually just cut by the our cut by the Seahawks this morning, um, according to Diana Rossini, as well as Alex Smith. Well, I think it happened a couple of days ago, but he's also in the news um, for getting cut by the Washington football team. So I'm kind of just curious on, on your guys' thoughts on these two cuts, first of all. And then secondly, what Diana Rossini is saying about the possibility of all these cuts happening this week. Yeah, well, first of all, I it, I think it comes as no surprise that there's going to be a lot of cuts considering the salary cap situation. How adjustment? Yeah, the, the people, teams are going to have to cut players to meet the um the requirements. Um, as for Alex Smith, I don't really think it's too surprising that they're they're cutting him. Obviously, Washington wants to move in a different, younger direction, whether it's with Heineke or maybe a draft pick. And the sad truth is, Alex Smith didn't play well last year. He did. I know they had a good record when Alex Smith was starting, but I really don't think it was because of him. He threw more interceptions than touchdowns. 
Um, and as for Dunlap, I don't know. I'm guessing he his salary was pretty high. It was like an eight million dollar cap hit, I believe. His production wasn't great. Um, I mean, they got him for relatively treat, cheap at like the trade deadline, so that's that's less no. Money. I believe it was an eleven million dollar cap uh, save. Yeah, so even more. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and they have to pay bits Blitz Boy, so they save up save up some money from him. I mean, like you said, Graf, the salary cap adjustment's the big thing. And, you know, you're cutting the cap by almost like, what, almost $50 million. It's going to be $175 million, I think, the cap. They haven't announced it yet, which is also interesting. I saw something this week saying that the NFL has been kind of slow with everything, like the free agency and the draft time is coming, and they still haven't announced the salary cap adjustment and everything yet, so we might be seeing that. It's in nine but- days, right? Um, yeah, yeah. Agency? I think next Wednesday. Yeah, next Wednesday, March 17th. That's mm-hmm. going to be interesting to see what happens then, but I think yeah, we're going to see a ton of movement. A ton of cuts. Restructure yeah. cuts, everything. Yeah, I mean, you it. saw Brady. They, they, you see Tom. He said uh, that the Bucks are trying to work to restructure his contract. They're trying to free up some room to bring I back. He was going to do that anyway because he can play for free. I mean, he, he all he wants to do is win. He's he's living where he wants to live. He's living his best life. He doesn't need yeah, money. Yeah, dude. Knowing, knowing Brady, I wouldn't be surprised if he signed like a five hundred thousand dollar deal. Yeah, like, what is he? Like, I think the vet. I think the vet minimum is one point one million. So he might just do that. Honestly, dude, if he does that, that's like the ultimate team player, man. His wife literally makes more money than him. He doesn't need money. He's already made yeah. 200. Yeah, but you know, you, you never can have too much money with genera- generational wealth like and stuff like that. So you got to think about that too. I mean, I'm sure these guys think about it. He's, he's an icon. He has more than enough money to play for free for one year. And he could become an actor once he's done too. The guy's yeah. just the, the face TV of... guy. He's set for life. Become an actor? <laughs> what if he doesn't want to be an actor, bro? It's just like Ronaldo. Like if you're a face yeah, of a sport true. or something like that and everybody knows you and you're worldwide known as a super... You could do whatever you want. They'll, you call, they'll call... Hollywood will be calling that guy the day after he retires and at offering him positions in top movies. The guy's just a yeah, – everyone knows who he is, even if you don't watch sports. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, he's gonna they're going to clear up some cap with them, him restructuring 100%. I wouldn't be surprised if he signs like a $10 million one-year like restructure. And they're, like, Godwin's going to be back. That's not even a debate. We saw I think some, Shaq Barrett's going to be back at this yeah, point too. I think so. Can you see OBJ? Yeah, OBJ? I was just going to bring that up. There's some Odell rumors. That's not going to happen. I mean, what, yeah. what do you think of like a, a first-round pick and like – a decent player, or maybe like they tag Godwin and then trade him. I don't even know if you can do that. Why do you need more receipt? Like OBJ, well, I think Godwin, do that. I think Godwin at this stage is better than Odell. Better than OBJ. Yeah. Even though, but dude, they have, have OBJ, Evan Godwin's and AB. Like, what more do you need? Y'all like four number one receivers. Yeah, they don't need. Yeah, it's, it's just like the Nets. It's just stacking the deck. I find yeah, it entertaining. Yeah, speaking of the Nets, let's move on. Yeah, let's switch gears to the Nets. Brooke Blake Griffin transition uh, is officially a Brooklyn Net. Uh, the six-time All-Star inked a deal with Brooklyn. He's back with DeAndre Jordan, his Clippers teammate, Lob City, um, you know, and the Nets are rolling. James Harden's play, basically been playing like an MVP candidate since Kevin Durant's been out. Kyrie Irving is shooting the ball very efficiently, and KD, before his injury, was shooting, going for a 50-40-90 season. Guys, does this seem compared to the KD Warriors, and do you think that the Lakers will be able to challenge them, or any team in the East will be able to challenge them this year? All right, so look, I want to first answer the, the KD Warriors question, right, because I think this could be a fun topic to talk about. You look at the four, it's the four all-stars versus four all-stars. Let's just compare those guys because the rest, you know, and they have Joe Harris, I guess, too. You can, but that's Iggy. Like, let's just do the four versus four, right? You start off with Curry versus Kyrie. Obviously, Ky, uh, Curry. Curry's better. You're taking Curry. Then you got, I get your, I guess you go Harden versus Clay. And I'm taking Harden over Clay, to be honest with you. I don't know if anyone's on the same page as me. Yeah, that's a tough one because obviously Harden's better, but in terms of fit, I mean, Clay is just the yeah. perfect. Yeah. All right. Well, Let's skip past it. We got KD then, who is better KD than, you know. Out. It's the same player. Oh, it's the same player, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same player. You cancel them out. And then I you don't got, think you compare. 
because Draymond Green's also on another level than Blake Griffin at this point. But right. no, to be no, but Blake Griffin, no, I think Blake Griffin's underrated right now. You look at yes, his last but Draymond at that time with that with that team was unbelievable. He's yeah, one of the you best. Look at the last full season NBA. Blake Griffin played in the 2019 season with the Detroit Pistons. He put up like 23 points a game. Was an All Star that year. So I think he's all overlooked in terms of how good he is still. He, he was coasting. No he was coasting through the season. He wasn't actually yeah. playing. His numbers are are fake this year. You there, there are throw away his numbers this year. And like, listen, he'll be fine. He's he's never been a great defender, but he, they said he's going to play some small ball five off the bench. He'll play 15, 20 minutes a game. Like he's not going to hurt the Nets. Yeah, um, I don't think he will. I don't. I think of, this team's not better than the Warriors, but they're close. I think talent wise, they're definitely better. But like that Warriors team just played so perfectly together, it's impossible to compare. Well, yeah, they were, I mean, they won well, seventy three no, games. No, they're not by season. far. They're not by far better than the Warriors. The Warriors are two top five players, Curry and KD. Yeah, and like the Nets have three top ten players, and they probably have a better bench too. Like Joe Harris is a lethal shooter; he shoots fifty four percent on the season from three. That's they pull just, a bad bench. It's like Iguodala is like their best bench that's double what Anthony Edwards shoots from three. <laughs> <laughs> what about John Morant? Wait, what about John Morant? Hey, we were talking about this yesterday. John Morant shoots like twenty three percent from. I know three. he's fell off in the his three point percent. R J Barrett is better than John Morant, and I was getting so much shit for saying it. Job. RJ Barrett's on another Look, level. I'm not going to comment on that. I have no comment. He's he better. He's, fu- he's better. Knicks fan. RJ Barrett is definitely better than John Murray. And if and if RJ Barrett was on the in the with the Grizzlies and it was in the same situation, leading the Grizzlies, being there like the one guy, he would put up way better numbers. He's not even touching the ball that much with the Knicks, and he's still playing good. Yeah, he know they they need to give him the ball more. They need to give him the ball more. He needs 100%. more touches because. The guy doesn't get enough touches, but you know we're not here to talk about RJ Barrett and the Knicks. By the way, nineteen and eighteen, shout out. Five seed right now, right? Something like yeah, yeah we're the five seed, seed in the East. Yeah, not bad. Pretty incredible. <laughs> not bad. Pretty uh, incredible. The Nets still needed all these superstars to compete with Julius Randle, though. It's all right. Um, uh, it's all right. I don't know. Does like does this put them over the hump though? And I I still think they're gonna sign someone else too because. They didn't Dude, even. Who use, are they gonna sign, bro? Come on, they don't. They, need didn't, they didn't even use their like their mid-level exception. You know they haven't, right? They haven't. So. No, they because they and that's, signed, that's five point seven million, right? Yeah, they signed Blake Griffin for one point two million. They could still bring in a guy like Drummond, although that like, that wouldn't even help. There's no minutes for him. I don't even. You heard, know. I think Drummond's for the Lakers. That's. A, I think the Lakers are. Like, what about J- What about JJ Redick? That would make sense to Drummond me. I think makes the Lakers worse though. He's so like he just doesn't help them. Who knows? I mean, I, that's just like the, the rumors. Like, I think JaVale McGee would be a better fit for either of these teams than Drummond. Dude, what about, um, like, J- like Frank just said, J.J. Reddick. I think J.J. Reddick. That would be nice, yeah, man. Been terrible, but I don't know. Maybe on a contender, he'd look a little better. Yeah, I think it's like the same. Because he's not playing that much minutes on the Pelicans this year. If you, like, look at them. No, I think he's only playing, like, too. what's that? His numbers are just way down. Yeah, his numbers are down. But I, I think it's just like a weird situation. I think they need to just move on from each other. Catching up to him, though, he is like 37, 38. Like, he could, it's like Kyle Corver almost. Like, you could still put him on the team and, like, he'll shoot threes and, like, mm-hmm. give you 10 minutes a game, I guess. Like, he doesn't need to play like, that much. You can't, like, play him because he's so old. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I mean, like no. you said, Kyle Corver kind of had that, they hit that cliff. Mm-hmm. Ray Allen kind of hit, everyone kind of hit. All those shooters kind of, Mike Miller, same thing. Yeah. Kind of yeah. hit that cliff and just, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, let's move on to All-Star Weekend. This was a relatively disappointing All-Star Weekend outside of the three-point contest, I'd say. I mean, yeah. the dunk contest. Curry looked inspirational. The, the dunk contest was a joke. The um, the three-point shootout was like, you know, it was what it was. Curry won, which wasn't surprising. Um, and then the the skills contest was whatever. I mean, a big one. And that seems to no, be no tr- one tried in it. It wasn't fun. That was awful. 
I mean, it was all right. It is what it is. Dude, Luka Doncic gave up, but he did, he did not want to be there. He just like quit. Doncic is soft, but you know, we, we've already discussed. Listen, that. the skills challenge is not supposed to be the best event, though. The thing that the the problem with this bullshit is that the dunk contest is an absolute joke. You can't. You well, put no, these three no names. No, no. I'll def- no, I, I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. But like this year, the reason why it was so bad is because it was during halftime of the All-Star game. Well, yeah, That's and the format so sucked bad. too. The format I mean, sucked. The players sucked. Like nobody wants to watch Anthony Simons Obi and Toppin. Toppin. Oh, bust Obi Toppin, by the way. Bust Obi Toppin. Like he's a bust. The, the guy's, uh, yeah. Cassius Stanley's not even in the NBA. He's in the, he's in the G League. He hasn't even dunked the ball in an NBA game this year. Here's the worst part about the dunk contest. What was it? Simons won the dunk contest on a dunk where he kissed the rim and his mouth was a foot away from the rim. I know. <laughs> it, it, he kissed the rim. He didn't even kiss the rim. I was, I was, I was like, I it's was a joke. joke. It's a joke. That's. He had to explain what his dunk was after he did it. He was like, oh, I kissed the rim. Like, that's like <laughs> no, I know you didn't kiss the rim, you buddy. It's like telling a joke, a joke. explaining the joke afterwards. It's not funny if you have to explain it. It's not a good dunk if you have to explain what you did. You look um, at Le GM, though. Le GM. He's 4 0 yeah, now in all star games. As we alluded to before, I mean, half the team Durant was out. Dude, Legium's 4 0 now. And I count this as he got carried eight, by Curry. In eight in yeah, six Curry finals. And Lode, no. Curry and Lode was, was Dude, no, awesome. Le GM well, that was awesome. In six finals record. He's 8 and 6 in the finals now, Le GM. 4 0 in All Star, 4 and 6 in regular finals. Oh, well, man. the All Star's not finals. It is, though. According to, according to Skip Bayless, it is. So keep that same energy, Skip. Keep that same energy. But how about the Mike Conley show we saw yesterday in the All-Star game? That was a mess, dude. They, they, tried, they tried to give him so that much shots. That was a three-point contest, though. That was unbelievable. Oh, that was yeah. insane. <laughs> see, but every – you had to know that when Conley made, like, 27 or whatever, that Curry was going to get, like, a couple more. Like, there's – Because Curry bricked, like, every shot on the first rack. Yeah, then, dude, yeah. I thought Curry was going to lose, and then he just like, started splashing he, he all over the place. Ten shots in a row. He's just – The thing what's so unfair with that is those Mountain Dew zones, like, those deep ones – Curry is the only guy who shoots that shot normally in like regular games. Yeah. And like that was just like so easy for him. And he was just absolutely not. After the all star game, I want to see Dame versus Curry in a three point contest. I would have liked to see Dame in that contest. Dame and PG should have been over like Donovan Mitchell and Jason Tatum. That was kind of. Donovan Mitchell was also horrible in the all star game. How many shots that guy put up and just brick? Mike Conley was horrible in the All-Star game. He shot one for six. Yeah, Mike Conley doesn't belong in the All-Star game. Though. Yeah, Mike Conley shouldn't have been in the All-Star <laughs> He was just chilling there, man. Shout out Mike Conley. I mean, that's, oh, God, he's just such like a solid role player. Like, he just doesn't sound an All-Star. An All-Star, though. It was like when no, Kyle Korver making an All-Star game was crazy. Yeah, I still don't know how. Per game. He was joke. a 12-point-per-game score. He made the All-Star game. Like, yeah. I get the Hawks won 60 games, but he should have never been an All-Star. Listen, yeah. the All Star Game is also kind of a joke. Like it, it, it was really is. Last year, last year was so fun, and I think next year will be fun again. I think with fans, it was a back, blowout this year. That's why I, I no, think, I think with the fans back, the energy the fans, in the arena will the be better. Back I think will make it fun regardless of what the score is for sure. Yeah, same, I think the dunk contest to an extent because they were the announcers were even saying this yesterday during the dunks, like none of the players were excited. I mean, Zach Levine was just sitting there snoozing on the sideline. He was yeah. like, yeah. Zach Levine, should, Zach Levine should be out there dunking the basketball. <laughs> Zach Levine does all those dunks and warm-ups. Like, he, that is an impressive <laughs> thing. So he was just snoozing. Like, none of the players were getting up. No, no, those crazy. final dunks were so bad. Like, let's just acknowledge that, oh, yeah, in the, in the final round, Anthony Simon starts to kiss the rim fails. Let me, let me make a dunk Obi contest. Base, Obi would have basic whatever he did. It was a, the, what, what did Obi, Obi do? He jumped over the guys. He jumped over uh, Randall. And no, his, no, and, and he pushed off. Round, in the final round. Oh. 
in the finals with Obi. He did like the stupid windmill, I think, he, uh, between oh, the legs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, what know. kind of creativity is that, Obi? Seriously? Yeah, he tried doing it from there the free throw, and he was like four feet in front. <laughs> Not even close. The most this is the one was the one where – who was it? Was it Simons or Stanley? Like they put the ball 12 feet up. Oh, Simons. It, that was Simons. Simons. I thought yeah. that one was creative, but as the announcer said, he made it look too easy, so it wasn't like exciting. You got a windmill that, like they were saying. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. Pick it up, put it, put it down below, and then. But the thing, the thing is, how do you not have superstars in the dunk contest? Like I mean, Zion LeBron's Williamson, down. like Zion Williamson, just kind of he's one of the most athletic players we've ever seen. He's one of the biggest names in the league, too. Yeah. Next, like next year, him, got John Morant, John Morant should be in it. Um, Zach Levine should be back in it. Aaron Gordon. There are so many guys that can jump out of but the dude, gym. No, Levine look, Gordon every year, you automatically get a great contest. But I think Levine's done with it. Dude, but there, no, there should be something in your contract where if you get accepted, like it's like the All-Star game, you have to play in it if you're like nominated for it, though. Like, Is that actually a thing? I don't like how you can just decline the offer. It's like a no. Like, to me, look, I, I'm all for the players on most things, but like. The fact that you can just decline the all-star dunk contest is like really dumb. Yeah, I heard Zion declined. He was invited, like, but he declined. Like, how are you how can you not decline the all-star game? Like you should be like forced to play the game if you if you're invited to the game. Like I don't I don't I know agree. how that doesn't know, at some point know. we gotta see Zion in a dunk contest and and LeBron and, before he retires, right? It's already too late, kind of, but I would still like LeBron. I would still like we would have had to see LeBron. What about Giannis though? Like still Giannis is 26. The guy Giannis can jump out of the gym. Contest, and I remember he sucked, didn't he? No, he, you know, he didn't even play in one of the all-star uh, dunk contests. Yeah, Andre Jordan was in it too or something. Oh, that was such a bad dunk contest. Yeah, that was like a really bad dunk contest. I remember John Wall and like Damian Lillard were in it. That John was Wall would be a good person to be in. He's got a lot of bounce. Well, These, there's a lot of guys that could jump out of the gym, man. Yeah, just, it's a just bring him on. Just bring all-stars who can jump out of the gym, not screw up his bro. I mean, like, Give him a reward. Give 150000 to the to the, whatever charity that wins. They were doing it for the All-Star game. Why can't you do it for the dunk contest? These guys will play for it if Dude, you give them, give them an incentive. They have to do something to incentivize Give them an incentive. Players. Yeah, exactly. Give them that an really incentive. incentivizes them, though. Like $100 to their charity. All right, I agree. Um, any last thoughts before we wrap this up? I don't no, think fix so. Fix the dunk contest. That's it. Yeah, Just fix, fix it. Yeah, dunk contest. I tweeted right. that last night. Fix the dunk contest. All right, that's going to be it for the Sneaky Sports Podcast Season 3, Episode number 18. Make sure to subscribe, leave a like, um, drop a comment, and we'll see you guys in the next one on Friday with a special guest, um, SteelersFan.6969. Uh, peace.